0: We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ancrum,
1: Cole, El and Stuart. Join us now for an
2: hour or more of talk on education and culture. Well, good evening, fam. It is another Eight Black Hands, episode 104 with Ancrum, Cole. El and Stuart in the house. We're ready to rock it out tonight. We got a good show for you. We have a great guest tonight. Uh, and I don't want to say too much about him until, we get, until I do the round robin and see how everybody is doing. But a theme for us for the last year has been agency and build your own and do for self and self-help. And when other people aren't doing for you, you do for yourself. So tonight's show is gonna answer the question what do you do when the systems that are supposed to educate you just don't do it and haven't done it for a long time Mm. now here's a here's a pop quiz do you a wait do you b make some gentle suggestions and complaints and ask for some reform or is there a c and y'all know what the c is going to be right (laughs) right right i'm not even gonna have to like you know Self-determination. Self-determination. Get agentic for it. So uh let's start with everybody though. How are you all doing? Let's do our general check-in with family members. How y'all doing? doing we'll start well, with you, l Meki, since we all you know right. we always gotta wait. So, so l Meki, uh, we'll start with <laughs> doing, you, brother. Hey, doing well. Looking forward
1: to the show. Um yeah, so the snow is clearing out up here in in the Northeast. Been raining, but um, I'm looking forward to spring, man. If if it'll come, but good to see it's y'all. It ain't coming. Yeah. <laughs> Look, y'all y'all
2: probably a month behind our spring yeah, we time, are. So we are. we're not we're not like Charles. We're not out. You know, living the Cali lifestyle all, 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 all winter and summer. Well, I'm in Chicago, so, so. it's uh, it's oh, the same. We we clearing totally.
3: out too. Yeah, we clearing out too. Um, yeah its we 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 had a lot of snow last week this week we kind of cleared out. I'm exhausted, but I mean this is the place where I come to get my energy back up I mean, it's been a week, but it was blessed, you know what I'm saying it's a lot of it's a lot of work, man, you know what I'm saying but um i'm I'm happy to be here and I'm really really i'm mad excited for this guest man this is this is just one of the he's just one of my favorite people in this type of work I feel like we talk kind of similar so um I feel like I get shushed a lot until he come into the room and then it's all good <laughs> then they happy. so
2: they be like Charles
3: you can't say that and then his other brother come they're like where Charles at so
2: <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Charles where, where you at Akron what's up man how you doing
0: man I'm blessed um yeah, just taking it one day at a time. Uh, but first and foremost, man, I want to shout out El Meki. Yo, bro is doing amazing things uh and just got that three million dollar uh uh f- funding for uh for blackmail teacher pipeline. And so I'm deferring my time to him so he could talk a little bit more about it. You know, Reef is real humble and you know he don't really wanna talk about himself like he, you know, but hey, I'm proud of you, old man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's been good trying to build this black teacher pipeline. And, you know, it's just a start. We're still in the starting blocks, you know, three million. We need, you know, much, much more of that. But this will give us, uh, you know, just time to plan it out well and try to find the 10 cities that we want to be in and who want and who are interested in building uh, this pipeline. So that's, uh, you know, we got this list of criteria that we think has to be the foundation uh, for various cities. So we'll be we'll be in touch, man. We're looking forward to, to building this thing out over the next couple of years.
2: There <laughs> it is. So awesome. There it is. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful picture. I wish I wish that we would celebrate this more. Um, look at this picture. Shoemaker. Oh, I miss you Yeah, look at the brother. Sitting down on the front steps, looking serious with his fro uh And got three million atop on, on top Three of it.
3: million and and still wearing bowler shirts.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> three million is still wood grain. I understand the money is not going to you. how
2: you know I'm he's bowling. In,
1: I'm bowling t-shirts.
2: So that <laughs> that's
1: that shirt is a dress-up
4: shirt for me. That ain't no bowling shirt.
2: <laughs> you kill us, y'all. Uh, <laughs> It's nights like this with a celebration like that. And Charles always pushes us to remind people of what the brain trust here is and does like remind people of what Ray does Mm -hmm. for a living, because, you know, it'd be easy to forget with all the rays, you know, what, uh, being Ray, you would forget that he actually has receipts for actually educating black children. And that's going to come in handy tonight because what I believe is Ray always says the same thing over and over again. Good schools need to be reaching out to, to schools that aren't doing well and vice versa. And they need to be sharing information and sharing data. So uh, here you have Meckie, uh, uh is running a teacher pipeline project. We got Ancrum who is running a network of schools and is a superintendent of schools. And we have Charles working with young people and teaching them to be agentic. <laughs> that word, agentic, and that leads us right to Our guest tonight. Our guest tonight is Rashad Turner and uh, producer. We can go ahead and bring in Rashad. It's his birthday. Uh, uh, Rashad Turner is a parent, an advocate, an educator, an executive director of Minnesota Parents Union, former lead of St. Paul's Black Lives Matter. And I could go on and on and on, but you don't get more true blue than Rashad in the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities seems to turn out some... Uh, a rare form of activist, because you got him, <laughs> me, Nakeema, <laughs> Koolia, Kima, Koolia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. going down the list and none of us are shot. So so we, we there's something in the water here. But uh, Rashad is is like Rashad is like like running the ball up the field and getting to the end goal because he's not just advocating anymore. He formed a parents union and he they they formed a boat boycott of the Minneapolis public schools and call for black families to find another way to educate their children. And then he said, you know what? Enough's never enough. So now he's going to start a school. And I can't think when you start a school, (laughs) I can't
0: think of a
2: a better place to come than the eight black hands podcast and this network, because for a brother at the beginning like this, we're just going to love on it. And we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna provide you a lot of support. Welcome, Rashad. How you doing, brother? Eight hey, Black Hands. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm doing real good, y'all. It's my
4: birthday. Appreciate you, Cat. Appreciate you, Eight Black Hands. You know, I, I I didn't do my own show this morning because I thought I was gonna take the day off and kicking with my daughter all day but then she told me I could get away so I'm I'm glad to be here Um, and looking forward to it you know Chris I think you pointed out something at the uh, end of what you said there that the school stuff is very very beginning stages right so I'm glad to be here and get some knowledge Uh, but I want folks to know that's at the beginning stage we got a lot of work to do uh, as Sharif and Ray and all y'all know it's a long process Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth it, right? So we we starting that journey. I'm glad to be here. It's it's my birthday. You said something about water, Chris. This ain't water in this cup. Uh, I know what <laughs>
0: meant. Hey, uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, tr- 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 Let it be known. <laughs> Let it be clear. <laughs> Listen,
3: I, I have full cigars on the show. You good, brother? All right, 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 so right,
0: I, I do. I do any. I do none of that stuff. I'm uh. He yeah, named I'm the whole a, show after drinking. So I'm, you I'm, good? I'm, a, I'm a wholesome. <laughs> hey, but Charles, hey, Rashad, don't look like uh, he don't look like Sugar Shane Mosley.
2: <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know. I, can
0: see, I
3: can see that. I can see that. I hear
4: that one a lot. I hear yeah. that one You yeah. yeah. actually
3: landed a punch on Mayweather. So congrats.
2: Appreciate yeah. <laughs> 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 you, you, <laughs> <ain't> you <laughs> Doctor Cole. All
4: Republican Ray.
2: i think of something
4: before this hour is over.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Rashad, let's let's just start at the beginning, man. You've done a lot in the Twin Cities. Starting a school. And you're saying, you know, you're good to remind us that you're at the beginning process of that. But what drives it? Why? Like we have schools here. We have some charters. We have different things going on. What has driven you to the point after years of activism to feel like you have to start a school? Hmm. I mean, for me, it's been a lot of listening. Right. I, I think.
4: um even going back to, you know, my BLM St. Paul days, there was always this idea like, hey, the the system's not moving fast enough. We gotta grab a hold of this thing. And I think back then um, I I was sort of just getting my feet wet in the activism space. So I had a lot to learn. And even though I was an educator working in the schools, um, it it was something that just, you know, Mm -hmm. back then wasn't the time. Uh, But after these years have gone on and I think families really having to deal with uh, the system this year. Right. I mean, we know it's been bad before the pandemic, but families now having to be the teacher every day and really see and start to like really, really see uh, what the system's like. Right. When the school says, hey, you know, we're going to keep getting that per pupil funding this year, but all you're going to get is one hour of instruction with your teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm. You know, we're going to tell you that everything's online, but you know, you don't got internet too bad. You don't got a laptop too bad. We'll get it to you. Maybe, you know, like Minneapolis public schools did, they got them to them about three months into the pandemic. I think students have what they need, but Mm. people are just frustrated. And they're looking for answers and, you know, that self-determination piece that y'all mentioned at the top, Um, that that's something that we all have to understand. Right. So when we're looking for that answer, most of the times that answer resides, you know, somewhere within. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that answer is in our community. Uh, So as we started to hear from more and more parents who were choosing homeschool or were choosing to leave the district schools or even charter schools, right? We got bad charter schools up here. I ain't gonna lie for Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm y'all. But as more and more families were starting to, you know, vote with their feet, if you will, the idea popped back up of, well, we need a charter school. We might need charter schools to really be able to address the gaps and the issues that, you know, parents are having with district schools and with other charter schools. And those problems aren't getting answered. And after a while, it's just like, you know, y'all ain't got answers for us, we gotta do something else. And like I was saying before we started the show, you know, we got some good folks up here in Minnesota, some good connections as far as getting schools started. So we at that point where we're bringing in the experts, we've got families at the table, uh, but I know we got some experts on here, you know, so as mm-hmm. I think about the politics of going to start up a new school, the process and all of that, you know, I want to hear from Sharif and Ray a little bit, you know, what's that like in, in their cities? And I sort of know what it's like, but I think it's important for, you know, the audience and for parents who are listening to understand that. You know, it's not an overnight thing Mm. there's going to be folks who say we shouldn't have our own school. You know, we're trying to privatize everything. But I think just getting some game from y'all will go a long way
2: as we get this thing cracking. All right, well, let's hear it. Privatizers, unite! <laughs> <laughs> let's hear about it. <laughs> you know, well, ahead, as Ray, if the publicization this, was yeah. bad so, enough. You know, go ahead, Ray.
0: So I, I got to be honest with y'all, man. This privatizer argument is such a bad argument, man. Because, you know, here it is, you have families, right? And and, and we're not speaking for these families in terms of like what they want, right? So families are exhibiting, you know, We want choice in terms of where we want to be able to send our kids. Right. So, you know, if it's if it's all the charter schools fault, then charter schools wouldn't have waiting lists and they wouldn't have people that are beating down the door in order to get away from traditional public schools. Right. And so I want to be clear. I'm not after traditional public schools at all. Right. I think and I want every school to be really good for those that choose choose the schools that they want their kids to go to. But what I don't I I, I actually want to get away from this whole charter versus public school argument, because I think Mm -hmm. it's nonsense. Right. Like, how the hell can you blame seven percent of schools for what 90 plus percent of schools aren't doing? Right. Like it absolutely makes no sense. If I hear one more person say something about siphoning uh, funds from something, I'm going to fight them. Right. Because it absolutely makes no sense. Right. And so, you know, the best advice that I would give I would give to you is that, yo you're going to hear haters, man. You're going to hear people that are going to talk against the fact that you want to provide a good education for black and brown kids. Right. You got to put that to the side and you got to just keep. Plugging away in terms of what you want to do for kids, right? And in everything that you do in terms of starting this school, make sure that the number one central argument is centered around kids. We have too many folks that are getting into this game that are centering stuff around adults, and that's just a bad way to go. So just make sure everything you do with every decision that you make, you say to yourself, is this going to be in the best interest of the students and the families that I'm serving right now? I appreciate that. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, I
0: mean, Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely
1: double down on that idea of uh student centered, you know, right from the beginning, even as you're designing it, you know, don't just listen to uh community members who are above a certain age, make sure that whatever grade level that you're servicing, that they are uh, chiming in as far as what their hearts desire, what their aspirations are, what uh, you know, what families and, and, um, You know, what their thoughts are, what their goals are, right? And if you incorporate that into the school from the beginning, because I think so many times people are, a school is built, it's already doing things, they're like, hey, we should. We're 30 years in. Let's hear what the parents think. Uh, Let's let's start talking to to students. But, you know, I think the beauty of building from the ground is hearing, you know, from students like this is what I want. Like here are my goals and then match the education to that. Right. So, you know, simple question is like, you know, that if we all can commit to stop asking students, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up and saying like, Hey, what, what questions do you want to answer? What problems do you want to solve? How do you want to serve your community? And they're like, ah, all right, I hear you. Okay. What about this? Yeah. If you want to do that, then here's something that we're going to have to promise you and we're going to have to deliver. So, you know, back mapping from, from there, I think, you know, and then just congratulations, man. That's, that's, uh, we, we talk about it so much, like we need to build our own. We need more people building schools, creating space for students to learn, um, being innovative, right? Like, you know, I mean, how many charters start off like, you know, initially it was like all about innovation. And then at some point, you know, there's some schools just like, oh, we just want to exist. You know, we just want right. to be here. We want to be a little bit better than the school down the street. Like that's a, that's such, that's such a corny way to operate, uh, you know, uh, a place. That is supposed to have so much potential. So congratulations again. And you know, uh, as long as you got the community, you know, like man, it's on and popping. Hey, you know, hey, we Reef, got your hey back. Reef,
0: Reef, what, what, what is Minneapolis one of those cities? What's happening, baby?
1: Listen, we 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 <laughs> Minneapolis now doing a little something. We're trying to, you know, we're definitely Treat
2: they're on our here. list. He snuck did, in the yeah. city without me knowing he's uh, snuck in, yeah. right? I, I I live here, and somehow <laughs> Brudges just let it come out at, at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a little work in Minneapolis. Really? Really? Because you well, know who lives <laughs> but nearby. We gotta that, scale it up, though. We gotta scale yeah, it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah. no doubt. You know, no or doubt. at least at least put up some gates so we can who's coming in and Malcolm out. Malcolm
1: snuck, down down south. They're like, We want nobody <laughs> know because yeah went, that's uh, what you did. Charles,
2: Dr. Cole. I want to bring Dr. Cohen just for one second to in this round, because it's it all sounds well and good. But Oakland has had charter schools come and go. Right. Like and some on some some of them had some pretty dope plans, like some of them, Mm -hmm. like I can name one that you know of that did that started with a pretty dope plan. Yeah, I'm not going to name it. Never mind. Yeah, I, just, no, but I, just, I mean, but the I just it little, you saw some some come and go, though. Absolutely. Right? I think the sentiment. I mean, here's the thing. It's going to be over politicized for no
3: reason, I think. And here's my thing. Again, I know we repeat the same thing, but it's called being on brand to stand on point. Right. Stand on your square. I, I don't I don't particularly love any system, but charters are the easiest system for us to actually insert ourselves in and be able to serve our kids. If we had a bunch of millionaires. And we had access to them. I would actually say, let's go private because then we really ain't got to deal with people in the same mm-hmm. kind of way, right? That's, mm. that's
2: a word right there. Yes, that's
3: and so deserved. yeah, so 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 what's gonna happen to you, bro, is that you it, it sucks, but you're gonna need a bunch of Chris Stewart's and a bunch of writers and a bunch of folks that's actually out there in the front line advocating and working with you to help protect your school, whether you know, even if it's thriving, we've they've they've tried to close yeah. down schools that were amazing that kid ke- like like Ray said, that people were knocking down the door to get in. And I, I just wanna double down on that part that. Sharif was saying, I think that constantly talking to students and bringing in kids that just graduated or what, well, what grade level are you starting your school at? Let me, I mean, it's a, it's a super beginning. We, we got you some know, are you, are you doing elementary, are you doing, are you doing a high school? It's, it's probably going to gonna be it? elementary, but okay. it ain't even been decided yet though, honestly. So I would say, I would say bringing in students that are right above the, the level that you just left and really asking them about your experience. I'm doing a report right now, not the indie report that's coming out soon, but I'm doing a report. That's looking at about six black run schools across the country. And it's all young people. It's all about what they are getting from that school. Why it's different, how it compares to the schools they went to before. And you hear some really electrifying things for these young people. Like people saw me like kids are saying stuff like people saw me when a 15 year old says somebody saw me. That's a real issue. When a 15 year old says, yo, I got treated like this is this other school. I was a kid like. I'm 11 years old and I was seeing X, Y, and Z. I mean, those things are really powerful. So I think, you know, constantly talking and conferring with students and with parents, I'm working on something right now and I'm going to just put this term out there. I feel like we, we are suffering from gentrified language, meaning that it's a whole bunch of bougie black folks <laughs> that's utilizing language that when you, your role as a doctor, as a professional, as, as, as great as something is supposed to be bringing our communities closer together but they are further like trying to push themselves apart. Um, and and I'm sick of it, man. If if regular parents and regular students can't understand what the hell you're talking about and what you're trying to do, right. you're not worth your <laughs> talk. You ain't worth it. And and I'm and I'm sick of these cats, and they're not gonna do shit about it. They're not gonna have nothing to say. And if they do, then we can just go there, man. So I think Rashad, you are one of the, the biggest truth tellers on the internet. I think you are one of those people that's really fearless. And It's going to be really tough for you because you like me. You like to say what you think, when you think and how you think and how you want to say it. And you putting yourself in a position where that might not be as prudent for what you're trying to do, where you got to be a little bit more political. But, you know, I know Chris is going to get to it. But tell us what you need from us so we can be there
2: with you. Well, I want to say this, you know, Rashad, you can jump in and say your own piece about the landscape of Minnesota. So that people who don't live here know. I was kind of trying to lead you to that before to basically say, what would you know, what is our situation that has made you want inspired you to want to start something new in terms of a school? But the fact of the matter is, when you call when, Dr. Cole, when you call him the biggest, uh, the most fearless person on the Internet, he don't need a Chris Stewart. <laughs> Rashad just need me to get out to a way. Right. Because c- Rashad's a problem. I'm going to tell you right now, Rashad's a problem. Uh, And we have big problems here in the Twin Cities when it comes to outcomes. I dare anybody listening to this right now, I dare you to pull up your local incomes, your local outcomes for your public schools and to match them against ours in the Twin Cities, in in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And it'd be hard to take first prize for, for how bad things can be. But Rashad, you know, I'm gonna let you jump in man, and and uh, uh, tell us how you were preparing for this, for this fight. I mean, here here's the thing, right. Reef has said something earlier,
4: um, you know, speaking to that mediocrity, right. And that's a big problem we have here in Minnesota where you have those charter schools or even the district schools that will say, well, you know, we're at 10% uh, students who are reading at grade level, and and we're at 14% over here. So, you know, my my thoughts around that is both of them should be gone, right? And mm-hmm. just how Dr. Mm-hmm. Cole said, you know, it's easy for us to insert ourselves into the charter schools, you know, th- that can look a lot of different ways, right? Our, our family advocates at Minnesota Parent Union sometimes are working with families to close the school down, right? And there's a few schools right now that are on the ropes, And they got to get better or they're going to have no more families there. Right. So it's sort of we have a lot of schools in Minnesota that suck, especially schools that say they are for black and brown children. Right. They're Mm -hmm. they're for low income white children. Right. It's an innovative option. Well, that's not applicable here. Right. We have a lot of Mm -hmm. schools where and you all have heard me say this before, but four out of five children can't read. Mm -hmm. That's higher than that, bro. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and that's being nice. Yeah. <laughs> I usually always add that at the end. That's being nice, right? So it's just like. <laughs> that's people who can't read the stat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For real though. So, so uh, yeah. One of those things like the, the politics here in Minnesota. And yeah, we have the status quo, right? We have one of the, you know, I almost said the ugliest, but I mean, yeah, one of the most evil teachers unions you could imagine uh-huh. right here in Minnesota, right? Uh-huh. And they run education here. So if, if we think about the politics, well, we know what the politics are, right? It's all about what the teachers unions say here. But that's starting to change because mm. parents are realizing, recognizing that power. And, and it's not about, you know, somebody mentioned this earlier. It's not about, you know, us as an organization or me as a community person saying, hey, here's what you need to do. Right. It is about getting that information. Because like my grandma always say, like, hey, if you knew better, you do better. So that's what we start with, right? That's how that's how we attack those politics is make sure folks have that knowledge, and, and it ain't you know to put the burden on our backs as parents, but we gotta have that info so then we can attack that system. And another thing I say to folks about Minnesota, we we got a lot of people here um, who are those people that you know if they seen Ray. Unless they maybe thought he looked like Tyrese, but if they thought he was just Ray, <laughs> you
0: know, I had to get you back, man. Yeah. That might not be it
2: though.
0: But. Nah, no, nah, it's more Terrell Owens. It's Terrell Owens, bro. Yo, yeah.
4: yeah, I'm of something up. We got we got those people that have pulled their purse close, right? That yeah. they'll, they'll look down at the ground and count how many squares are on the ground. So. Mm we have to understand that as we approach attacking this system, right? As we approach dismantling, tearing down, getting our babies up out of schools that aren't doing what they need to be doing, that's the mindset that we have to have, right? These are the same folks that, you know, they, they follow us through the stores, but they're only doing that because they're loss prevention, right? Mm-hmm. If you saw them out in the parking lot, out of uniform, off duty, well, it's not that same thing, right? And, I, and I'm not trying to get too amped up, but the politics here is the teachers union. Outside of that, everybody else is soft,
2: and we well. Just there's one other group, group too, Rashad. Talk about uh, you know people who look like us sometimes here in Minnesota. <laughs> then, join, then join the other team.
4: Yeah, yeah. I get some of those on Twitter sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? That's their favorite meeting place.
1: Yeah,
2: that's the myth. That's another myth out
1: it's like the worst the worst watering hole ever. I'll I, I,
4: I be on Twitter sometimes, but I always tell my friends, like, I can't really stand Twitter. It's a bunch of nerds on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the people that, that join the other side, I, I look at them just like nerds. They, they didn't want it back in high school, right? <laughs> they don't want it now, but <laughs> they're scared, you know? Uh, when, when you're scared, it's like you're going to church or you're going to the status quo. Right, and here in Minnesota, they just joined that status quo. Right, you don't, you don't mm-hmm. see. We, we ain't got many Nakeem Levy Armstrongs up here. I, I'll mm-hmm. say that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We ain't got mm-hmm. many.
3: I, I mean, I, they tried to get at Ray. They, somebody was trying to get at Ray and, they, and he was calling himself something about Huey's student. And I'm like, you ain't Huey's student advocating for a system. <laughs> now, when I went to the same elementary school, like I had to post on Ray's page. Here's the, the the book that you worship around like revolutionary suicide before the book starts. Right. At part one, he is talking about public schools and what they did to him and how he wouldn't let. None of his people go back to that place, right? They, like I mean,
4: skip that part of the book. Oh, I, oh know.
3: yeah, straight,
1: <laughs> straight skip, and maybe not even read. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of these hey. folks they they hear names and they hear this rhetoric. They like, oh yeah, I'm just saying this because I'm the wokest dude around. Like I, like shut up. Like you, know, ain't, hashtag ain't at black, black.
3: They watch black. That's what I call them. Shit. White folks, black. don't use that. If you, if you ain't black on our team, what? you don't post that. But oh, all you. you say, I call them whack black. You're going to have, have some it.
1: Karens posting that
0: tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. you whack black. <laughs> <laughs> don't,
3: don't, 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 don't it to yourself. Don't. Ray was trying to jump in. My
0: bad, Ray. Hey, I want to shout out Reef, though, man. Because when that happened and dude posted, he was like, made a couple of statements, like calling me out my name. I'm I'm trying to track him down. Because I'm trying to go <laughs> fly to Oakland, put hands on a reef, prayed over me, and got me calm.
2: <laughs> no, and, and people listening people. and watching. I just want to be real about this. People listening and watching, Ray is serious. Like, like Ray, Ray really was like, "Am I gonna have to beat his ass?" <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> asking yes, you know, it like a life. question. He was asking it like a question. Like, "Am I really?" At this thing, he's gonna have to beat somebody's
3: ass, <laughs> but but that's the thing, though. You know, somebody don't want it if they're hiding behind an avatar, it's yeah, not yeah. his picture. Yeah. Like, at least, at least some of the people I only get into it with people where it's they actual picture, and I, I can respect that. Like, if you disagree with me, and yes. you that's fine, right? You like, we can actually you. disagree on those things. I don't even know if that dude's from Oakland, if he is, he can hit me up any day, and we can we can have a smoke any kind of way he wanted. I just feel like it, but this is why the a black hands exist, man, because these people are used to being able to say stuff from behind the screen and they wouldn't say nothing to you in your face. And here's the thing that I, that I do think, just to bring it back to you, Rashad, and what you're building, and I want you to take this piece with you. I gave like a bunch of talks to this week, like with... Um, like, it, it was just some amazing folks like Memphis Lift. Like, people were crying in each, in, 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 in like two out of these four talks oh, yeah. When after I shared my story in this work in education. And here's the biggest problem that we got, I think, even stronger than the unions, because if we figure this part out, the unions won't even matter. Uh-huh. It's convincing my people they deserve better. Like, mm-hmm. I understand people fighting to save Lafayette Elementary School, even though 5% of that school is on reading level because it's theirs it's crumbs but it's they crumbs you know what i mean and like my mama went there like that's the thing right that's what you hear in our neighborhood just like look it's gentrifying my grandmama went here my great-grandmama went here i need to be here And I'm not mad at that. Right. But if that's all, you know, you know, what I'm saying like these people were crying because I said, I don't care if you got a Ph.D. or you went to third grade. I don't care if you got a drug charge. If you've been to jail before, like you still deserve better for your kids. And that's the part where you have people break down and you really hit something emotionally because. This nation makes us feel like we should just be lucky to survive. Exactly. We should just l- be feel mm-hmm. lucky to be here. And so with your kids, I want your kids to feel privileged about the place that they at. And like, like black folks, we the type that like when they bring out our steak and we said we want a medium rare and it's well done, we like, all right, it's fine, I'll eat it. I want your kids and your families, when your school produce some shit that they didn't ask for, I want them to be like, nah, Rashad, this ain't this ain't what we ordered. This ain't what we said. And like you have to build that in a people that have been beat down over and over and over again and that have Man. learned to systemically just survive and, and make themselves invisible. So I'll fight myself and I'll fight my brother. But I, I I can't demand more from these systems. If you get black people and brown people and allies to believe that part, your union don't matter worth shit. Okay. It don't matter at all because we'll be like, oh, it's, it's 20 day count. Oh, what's the 20 day count? Oh, okay. So we just not going to school for the first 20 days. We'll show up on day 21. <laughs> when you deserve better, you make them kind of agentic moves. And I think that that's, if you got a school that does that and then they teach other people to do that stuff and even call you out when you need to in love, I don't, your union ain't that powerful. The only reason that unions are so powerful is because they told this lie That our union is here for kids. And here's the thing. I'm not even mad at unions, but people listen. I need you to understand what the role of any union is. One of my best friends was the vice president of the NBA uh, Players Union for a long time. It is not the full system. It is their employee base. It is their people. It is to get them the most money, the most protection. All right. That's why you have videos. Chris has posted them where somebody has gotten in trouble for like sexually assaulting a child. And they had a secret camera in there and and they did don't say nothing. We're going to get you off of this. I Don't Don't even
2: tell me what you did. Yeah. Like,
3: there are videos that are out there. So I'm going to stop because I know I'm long on it. You know what? But, and 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 child, and that's honest, the most that's- important piece. Mm-hmm.
2: On this last point, when people say like I'm not even mad at the unions because they're just doing their job, whatever, uh, I am well, mad. I didn't, at the I unions. just say
3: I wasn't mad at them. I just say oh, I was
2: not okay, what okay, so whatever doing you said, people, you see, people, people say this. People say this all the time. It's like it's their job to do what they're doing or whatnot. I actually partially. Number one, they're not selling the public on what their real job is. They're selling that's, the that's, public. That's my point. I don't. Yeah, want they selling. They're, they're to selling. They're selling the public on the idea that they are here for children and families, too, and that they are community protectors of schools and that they are your trusted they are your trusted link to the school. So you should support them if you support your children. So that's what they're selling. So they are not doing their job if what they're selling is true, even if what they are selling is just their basic job, which is to be representative of teachers. And their employment status and their health, you know, their benefits and stuff like that, even in doing that job, there's a way to do that, that you don't do that to harm people, though. You don't do that to harm children. That's, and yep. and and so there's, they're not even doing their basic job with morality, because if they were moral people and still protecting teachers and, and whatnot. They would stop getting in the way of things that are good for families and children, right? So I just wanna say that piece, but but Rashad, I wanna come back to you and ask you, before you were doing this, you had called for a boycott of the Minneapolis public schools. I wanna know what type of feedback you got from parents, from students and from from opponents. What came back to you after you called publicly for a boycott of the public schools? So let let me let me, get, let me get on one point on the teachers unions,
4: right? Because you you talked about you basically described how they lied to us, right? Mm. And that reminds me of police unions, mm. right? Mm. And the police can lie to us; they they can legally lie to us. What these teachers unions do, though, Cole, and I, and I feel you on the real shit that you said about our people. You know what I mean? And I think it's just an all land, right? We got to knock right. these teachers unions down a few notches. We got to get our people that information and, and that encouragement to get 10 toes down and know that we deserve better, like you said. Um, so I think it, it, it's a lot of shit that goes into it. You know what I mean? But I think it's they're all planned. in. It has to be because because them teachers unions, you know, when, when we're sleeping, they
2: mm-hmm. they're, they're plotting, they plan it. Mafia is no. strong.
4: That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. They but kill bills fine. in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they get politicians to resign. They unelect people. They get people elected. They get rules changed. They get. To, they are working. When you are sleeping, they are working. Oh, listen, y'all know, and, and I, things, y'all know I got heat for the I, I feel
3: like it's open season on all that stuff. The only point that I'm making is, is that that job becomes much easier, though, when we realize that we deserve better. When yeah. we realize that, like, begging to be a part of this system that was built off our backs anyway, like, that's all I'm saying is, like, it's very difficult to do that when, people don't understand their own value. When we sitting on Absolutely. like a million dollar land and we sell it for $150,000, like we did in Oakland, when we thought Oakland was worthless and now it's one of the most expensive places to live right now, like right. this is the way in which these things work. And I just, the yeah. only reason I say that is because after giving these talks, and I do it a lot, but I had all these people kind of breaking down and crying and reaching out to me later on. And it's like, I got to work on us first. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't build us up, these people have... They are a system and systems are built to be stronger when they are attacked. You know what I'm saying? This public system just strengthens itself, like it regurgitates itself. It's like you cut off his arm and it grows it back a little stronger. Yeah. But if you got black folks and brown folks to really be like, nah, this ain't it. We're gonna move like this. We're moving like a unit. That that's just what I was saying, just around our people. I yeah. agree y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all know how I feel about these unions. We done. I feel like they all can get this smoke. That that, that that's just my point.
0: you're keeping it a century yeah. as far as what we gotta do as a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, but, I feel uh, you there. So I, I wanna I wanna because I know Chris will probably jump into it, but I also wanna hit on the fact that man, so we have traditional public schools and then we have charter schools. Charter uh, public charter schools, right? Oh. I want to make sure that I say public charter schools because folks be having this misnomer that charter schools are <laughs> private schools, and I'm like, yeah, what the hell are y'all talking about? Like any school that gets pu- uh, public money is a public school. But anyways. <clears throat> So what I want to say is this. You'll have traditional public schools that are failing generations. So you'll have grandmom that can't read. You'll have the auntie, great auntie that can't read. Auntie can't read. Uh, you know, cousins can't read. And like all these folks and these schools fail you for generations, right? And then folks are like, oh, well, you know, these people aren't reading because, you know, charter schools are siphoning money from from them and and resources or whatever. Man, these people couldn't read way before charter schools, right? So let's start there. But then also, you know, the most important part for me is that, you know, you can have these, you can have traditional public schools that underperform for generations and they're still open because community members will come out and they will fight for them and they will do whatever the hell it takes in order to keep that school open. However, if my school the Riverhead Charter School underperforms for five years straight, my shit closed. Gone. We done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We done. So when people talk about, oh, there's no accountability for charter schools, how the hell is no, there no accountability when I could get closed?
2: You can I mean, get closed even if you're, you're doing, doing a good job, because yeah. <laughs> both Rashad and I know of a school called, you know, a school here in Minnesota by, uh, that was run by Assad Zaman. Uh, That was the top performing school in the state for kids of color. It was like 90 percent. It was like 90 percent in poverty, almost that in in English as a second language and almost that same stat in in proficiency. And it got shut down for all kinds of like cultural reasons. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into a long story, but they had a substitute teacher come in, not like the fact that the kids were praying. They at they different points no in Muslims. the day. They we and had no yeah, they, they don't like Muslims and and you know that school is no longer with us. Mm. And that was a top performing school. Um they're a top, top. performing. And, and, and it's just, but but ask me what schools are still open. <laughs> well, the yes, well <laughs> there are schools that are still open that were failed when Morris Day was in them, right? Yeah. <laughs> they got schools He said the time, Charles. <laughs> when, the time, when, when Jimmy Jam and Terry <laughs> Goose was in the school, it was failing it and it's still failing now. Actually, the, I take that back. When it was in the school, it actually was better than it is now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just thing, all right. And it's just like,
4: that that's the thing here, Chris. I mean, you know what it looks like as far as the schools. Right. And you know what it looks like as far as being a leader of color trying to make something happen. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, up here, y'all, I'll say it like this. They have convinced us here in Minnesota that it's all about love. Mm-hmm. Right? If the school loves you, everything is all good. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think it connects to what Charles is talking about, because to me, that's the wool over our eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? Schools have all of these dance programs, art programs and, you know, are teaching kids how to read.
1: Man, y'all got those? <laughs> yeah, art, art and music. Like, man, that's y'all living off the hog. <laughs> and,
3: but that's the thing though, right? Like, you can have, and, and Reeve, we should definitely bring you back in, but you you can have look, I, there are some amazing like art programs that's around Absolutely. and stuff like that. I love that. It's Absolutely. it's great. And the good ones know how to actually make sure you can do the other things as well. But again, we don't need our sense of love from these systems, man. Don't settle for love. Like this is black folks. We just said we just had an election. And they gave us a whole bunch of parades. They had a whole bunch of stuff for Greek folks. And that's great. I'm not mad at that. But as soon as Biden became president, he swiped the pin and won none of the black people. And what I'm saying is, is that we got to stop being OK with platitudes and actually ask for real receipts, receipts that we can exchange. And and like I and, and what does that look like for you? I, listen, I said this earlier. I don't need the streetlight. To, to love me and hug me. I need it to go red, yellow, and green when it's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? If you need some love, you better tighten it up with your family or get a girlfriend. But if you want it, but these systems have to deliver. And, yeah. and that's all I'm saying, man. We we have this is I don't need the person at Target to love me. I need you to ring my stuff up. Like, that's it. That's 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 what I need. I need you to provide for me. And like that, but that's that language. And anytime they start talking about that, I'd be like, yo, are we dating? Or you I, I, you know what,
2: say though? Right. Actually, I just want to say something. And Rashad, you you chime in on this. I don't think that our people as are as far behind in understanding the nature of the problem as we may think. I don't think that they're settling. I don't think that they are just taking whatever they can get. And the, my evidence of that is that the number of families in the Twin Cities, for instance, that switch schools often mm-hmm. or are or, or up at the school every third day arguing with the teachers or the the principals over IEPs, for instance, or mm-hmm. trying to contact Nakima and others for legal advice and legal help or going to legal aid, the number of them that are actively doing something that lets you know that they know that what they're getting isn't right is pretty high. But they get they get slammed doors back, mm-hmm. Right. You get people that get get um, you get people that get prohibited from coming to the school anymore. For asking too many questions, the Title One Title One committee at at uh, in Minneapolis School District was turned over one year because it was asking too many questions about the budget. So they decided just to disband it for the rest of the year. Right? The the number of parents that are actively doing something to be heard is pretty high. The amount of them being heard is pretty low. And, and, the and that's clear it, like, Rashad. Right? Yeah. It's like parents are stepping up.
4: It's, it's about systems listening to them, right? So, so a strategic programming area we have at Minnesota Parent Union, we call it microphone and megaphone, right? We want to keep the mic in the parents' hands, amplifying their voices. And when the systems try to do what they do, we use our megaphone to say, hey, we ain't taking no for an answer, right? So, so it's not that, and, and, and I still get what Dr. Cole is talking about, right? I, I'll be lying if I said, you know, I I didn't agree with what he said, Um, but it's like, who's kicking that door down? Right. That's that's sort of the difference. If you see, you know, how wealthy white families in southwest Minneapolis are received at a board meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) compared to, let's say, families who don't speak English at home or, or they speak another language or they're an emergent language learner. And there's not even an interpreter them at the board. Mm-hmm. And you're telling that family, we want to hear your voice. Um, but, you know, none of our board members speak your language. We don't have an interpreter. So it's not necessarily, you know, cats ain't waking up to understanding the bullshit of the system. It's just that the system is still doing the same bullshit it's always done. <laughs> and, and you have to, you know, sort of bang against that a little bit, but you also have to take a different approach. You can't go to status quo route of like, hey, we're going to show up with our note cards and, and tell them how bad they are for not having interpreters at this meeting. You got to go up in there, shut that shit down and say, hey, there's not going to be a board meeting until you get interpreters in here. Mm-hmm. And like Minneapolis Public Schools did, they, they got on their cell phones, got their interpreters in there. And 20 minutes later, the meeting started back up and families had what they needed. Right. So so it's about not taking no for an answer, going a different route and and just understanding, you know, Charles said some ill shit earlier when he said, hey, and Ray might have said this. But it's like, you know, you got people who've been through this system and got beat down the same way our children are getting beat down today. So it's like that's what they have in mind is their experience. So I think it's like organizations, and we got the most nonprofits in the world here in Minnesota. We we also have worst in nation education gap. So you know, mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. But us as organizations, pe- people who are getting resources to you know move things forward, we have to change up our approach. Right here in Minnesota, there's tons of initiatives that will say, "Hey, we got the answer for you. We're, we're going to do this for you or to you." Right. Y'all know where I'm going with this. We have to do with parents, right? Parents, we have to make them partner with us, see us as partners. And it doesn't just come because we say, hey, you know, see us as partners. We have to do our part, right? And I think that's where Cole was going earlier. We, we as a people have to do our part to get that information, get that knowledge come together and, and punch the system in the mouth, right? I <laughs> sure. that's just how it has to be done because here's the thing, right? <laughs> I'm sure y'all over the past few weeks have seen, you know, uh Judas in the Black Messiah or, or maybe you watched I Am Not Your Negro on Netflix or whatever. But if you listen to the shit in there that the people who are in opposition to our freedom and our liberation, if you listen to what they're saying, what well, they're saying the same shit now. Yep. Right? They're saying the same shit now that they were saying 50, 60 years ago. So so we see hey, that they're always going to say that. Right. This ain't about what you got on your note card. This ain't about being able to conjugate a verb. Right. It, it's about us realizing like, hey, we have to kick these people in the teeth. Right. And it's my birthday. So I'm sorry if I'm getting a little militant. <laughs> and I definitely
3: got a response, but I know I wanted to let Reef, you know, I, I know Reef been quiet, man. Listen, I, appreciate I, that I so. just.
1: You know, I, I used to think that it was Minnesota nice, man. Till I just started seeing y'all right. shut down highways and board <laughs> yeah. meetings, and like y'all ain't Minnesota nice. Y'all like yeah. you're uh, rebellious. You know what I mean? Up Go in that cold weather, like Go that's what's up. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, man. Like yeah. when people are are using that the the uh, audacity of being a human being, right? Like because you know that's that uppity Negro stuff that's saying like yo. Uh, give us free, <laughs> you know, like that's that's what it's supposed to be about all the time, and that's what we're supposed to be teaching our children from a very young age. I, w- I want to go back to something that was just said earlier, man. When we we're talking about like how these folks be talking about they love our kids, all right? Like you know, like that to me, that's one of the you know, like the biggest affronts, right? Because you're their own research, like we already know it, like we we've seen it, we've experienced it, generation after generation. Their own research says. That black kids as early as three and four years old, preschool, experience racial bias. Mm-hmm. Their own research says, like, yeah, we don't let y'all in the mentally gifted kids, even though when your uh, eligibility is the same requirements or at the same level as the white child that we did let in. We they by their own research, they're sending our kids to special ed at extremely alarm rates, mm-hmm. and you know, they, at their own research, they're talking about uh, how much they push out our children. How how much uh, a sense of belongingness does not exist all over and over all of this stuff all this research and they're like but oh, we love you like that's <laughs> that, like that's their version of love right yeah. right this is the same you know like Amir Suleiman says it's about as as sweet as the master's whip you know mm-hmm. into a, the black woman is as sweet as the master's kiss like that's what we're talking about and laying it over at schools mm-hmm.
3: that's real. Yeah. And I I just what I was saying, because I I know how some people like to listen to our show and cut out certain parts and don't give it. I'm this ain't no parent shaming, no black parent, like whatever piece. Like, I want to be very clear. What I'm saying is just for my people is that these systems are just not our friends and we don't actually need them to be our friends. That's not the that's not the demand. Right. The demand is, is that you produce and you provide or it's going to be a problem. And I really hope we start to pull our own money the way that black folks did right after slavery and build our own stuff. And that's what I'm saying. You can't love me and then tell me you can't teach me because I'm poor. You can't do that. Like I am. I'm here. Like everybody on a black hands is here in front of you. And we all had very like (laughs) like the way we came up. We wasn't rich. You know what I'm saying? I you know, Ray is the king of the nicknames, man. But I I am public (laughs) education's reckoning. Like I'm the reckoning of this stuff. Like, and this is the thing. I don't like the way that PhDs and doctors talk about black people. So I decided to go in and get my own, you know what I'm saying? And decide to do my own research. Right. And decide to like the best thing that happened to me was going to 11 elementary schools because when I got to Oakland and they was treating me crazy, I didn't have the words, but I knew it wasn't right. I knew it didn't feel right. I knew I wasn't learning the same way. And that's what I'm saying is that we got so many of our people that's only been in this system, that's only been in that school. And it's like, I don't have nothing to compare against. Before I got glasses, I didn't know I needed glasses until I sat next to somebody in the back and they could see the damn board and I couldn't. Like people, we not look, we can't see the board. We got to get closer to the fucking board. And that's my point is what I'm saying. And we, as long as we we let these people placate us dude I don't know if y'all saw the Berkeley union teachers union head <laughs> he's been like school shouldn't open school shouldn't open kids little kids especially will take off their masks. that's what he said and I hate this stuff but somebody got him on camera dropping his little girl off to her private school like yeah. I, I thought that that couldn't happen I thought that would you about okay, like tell me, show me what love is. So it's okay for your kid. Your, your kid got the vaccine or something. Is your kid got special blood? Is your kid a mutant? Like, I don't understand why that kid can go to school and these other kids can't. All I'm saying is, these people will say whatever they want to. Think of it as a first date. All right, it's a first date, and the other person is saying whatever they can to get you to rock with them, and then afterwards, it's a wrap. Like, this is all I'm saying, man, is that these people don't love us. <laughs> they don't love you and you don't need them to love you. You need them to deliver. Like that's, that's all I'm saying, but that's because we have been so mistreated. That's because these systems have so done us wrong and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be loved. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel different and feel welcome in your own country and in your own neighborhood. But what I'm saying is history has shows you that that's just not going to happen. How many times you need to see it. That's my
1: point. Well, I, love would have got you, like you home last night. Love would have made well, you accountable well, for these outcomes.
4: You you. With, with with the boomerang. Um, <laughs> I mean, I say if if, if you ain't <laughs> teaching my daughter, that there's no way that you love her. Period. You know what I mean? Like to me, you know, and I've talked about this in the past, but it's just like that's that's the bottom line, right? But here's the thing: like, Cole, you mentioned something, right? We don't need that system to do anything for us, right? We, we got to come together. I always like to talk about the coalition of the willing, right? We ain't waiting for kumbaya. It's a coalition of the willing. If you down with the get down, you 10 toes down, you tired of the way the system, right? The way these schools, the way these teachers, the way these leaders are treating our babies, but mm-hmm. well, there's other options out there, right? And starting up a school is an option. Uh, another thing I want to point out though, is like even in starting up that school, we, we can't forget about all of the children that will still be in these districts. Absolutely. Right. And, and I want to get back to your boycott of Minneapolis public schools that you brought up earlier, Christopher Stewart, um, <laughs> b- because we, we, we got, you know, a fork in the road coming up in Minneapolis. Right. The, the response to the boycott, I'm not going to say that, Hey, there were thousands of children and families who just said, Hey, we're out of here, but there were a good number of families who said, Hey, we, we're going to homeschool. Or we're going to look into a different school that's that's doing in-person. Or we're going to look into a different district. So it, it, it got people to take action. But the thing that was so beautiful about the boycott, and, and I think Josh was there, right? Josh was there filming, doing his journalism. Uh, the community came out, hmm. right? And Levy Armstrong was out there. You had Louis King out there. You had you know, pastors from the churches out there. You had parents from the community out there. So that was what was so beautiful about it, right? But now I got to get to this fork in the road that's coming up. Because the thing about the boycott was that families weren't getting what they needed. Uh, We still have families who are saying they're not getting what they needed. So here's what's coming up, y'all. Ed Graff, there's a ton of people in the community who are saying he needs to be out of there. No, nothing's yeah. going he change. That's the yeah. superintendent, right? That's the superintendent. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Superintendent. I just call him Ed sometimes when he pisses me off. But so Ed Graff, superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools. Uh, people want him out of there. But we, we have a campaign that, that's been up and running for the past couple of years now that Ed Graff needs to respond to. And we feel like he's given us a little bit of movement on this campaign. And I'm going to tell you what it is. It's called Priority Enrollment where students in the most impoverished zip codes in Minneapolis get priority enrollment into the best district schools, right? If y'all think about, and Chris, you know this firsthand, but in Minneapolis, a ton of families have been leaving, right? They're not sticking around for the BS. They're not waiting for schools to get better. And because of the way the schools are set up, how they've been redlined, you know, most of those families are, are redlined into a school where four out of five children can't read. With priority enrollment, we're saying, hey, just because this neighborhood is all we can afford doesn't mean that our only option should be a school where four out of five children can't read. So with priority enrollment, parents have a choice, right? Parent choice to choose a school within the district. That's one of the, you know, high performing schools. Hmm. Ed Graff has a couple more weeks to figure out if he wants to pilot this or go in that direction or there's going to be a little bit of more action and movement in the community. So breaking that, you know, I think I might have talked about that on Zakiya's show, but breaking that here again on eight black hands. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what's a boycott without a resolution? Right.
2: And, and, you know, I'm glad that you push in. Pushing this, I know we're coming. And, in and time. I know you don't.
4: I know you yeah. don't believe in them, citizens. So I know you're gonna say, "Just get his ass out of there."
2: Listen, I'm know? ready for it. You know, be gone, be gone, <laughs> be, be well, be well, and be gone. Right? Like, like you know, he needs an invitation to to be spectacular somewhere else. Um, um, but but I know we gotta come close to wrapping here. I, I love the interplay between what you and Charles were saying. I, I feel like um, we need gangbusters like you. We need people who are going to not be afraid to do more than the organizing or strategizing or talking or complaining or whatnot. But number one, to shut the meeting down when the meeting needs to be shut down, because we don't do enough of that. We do a lot of like asking, but we don't do a lot of no, you will not do business until you answer this particular thing. So that's that's one. Two, I really love the idea of when that doesn't even work, still keep finding new answers. So starting a new school is yet another answer to provide and show the community was possible. I just want to tell a quick story. And and, and Rashad, you'll be able to verify whether I'm lying or not to our national audience. But years ago, there's a school in Minneapolis called Bethune. And Bethune was on the front page of the newspaper because the headline was worst teachers are assigned to the poorest schools in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. right, and there was a school called Bethune that was the poorest of the poor schools and had all the worst teachers in this one school, mm-hmm. so in terms of evaluations, the teachers at that school got really upset by that, and they they um you know they did some of their their tears um they did some of that, but one of them decided to be the rebel rouser and went down to the school board and gave it gave the school board a piece of her mind for that. We are working hard every day. We love our babies. These are our babies. And, you know, if they can't read or write, they're still our babies and they're hungry and we give them, you know, candy bars and shit. You know, it's just like it was the most ridiculous thing. And this is what I want to say to you about the teacher who did that. The teacher who did that then ran to be president of the union and won against better qualified educators, including a black educator, which our union has never had a black president (laughs) in a district that hasn't been all white since the eighties. Right. Um, Not only did she win and become president of the the teachers union, she has perfected the language of BIPOC and Latinx and, and ally and allyship. And so when you guys talk about, we don't need them to love us, we need to understand that the love language of the oppressor is your language of freedom. They use BIPOC and Latinx and and allyship. And we're in this together and no privatization and all that stuff as their love language. And, and there they, are some they people. They tell
4: you black Lives Matter. But 95 percent but of the black children in their school can't read.
2: They, right? they have Black Lives Matter in their bios on mm-hmm. Twitter. Right. And they are steadily, steadily driving in from the suburbs every day to teach, don't even live in the communities of the same kids that they're teaching, but they have perfected the language of, of like racial solidarity. Uh. Right. So stick with us and, and stay ignorant is, is kind of their thing. (laughs) 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 And and Rashad, am I lying? I mean, just, you know, you know, I mean,
4: I I know who you're talking about. Um, (laughs) And and, and she's still, you know, doing everything she can to keep our children illiterate. So, you know, but she speaks good. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, she well, might you... have a. She might even have one of those picks with the fist on it. <laughs> yes.
2: He probably does. You got my picks, uh, so <laughs> the, um, But anyways, we are coming to the end of the show. And, and, and honestly, first of all, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday to, to you. Thank yeah. you for being gangbusters. Thank you for getting out front always on behalf of our children. And being the one who's not afraid, I just want to say this. Rashad and I have known each other for a while, but Rashad is not the person you send in first, right? <laughs> Rashad is the person you send in after there's a problem. We're, down in Orlando, we should tell this story one day today fair. But, but when the in was going yeah, their their I'll, meetings, that's be part of our wrap up good though you know, give it nationally give it. Um, the NAACP was doing seven stops to talk about, have public hearings on why they should have a charter school moratorium. And when they got to Orlando, Randy Weingarten came and they gave her like a hero's welcome. Like she was coming back from a war. They wanted to stop the thing, get everybody on their feet or whatnot. And Rashad, you know, like there's people like me who would be like, oh, hell no. you know, I might say something. Rashad, Rashad's the type of brother to turn the lights off in a room. and 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 to get in the face of the people on the panel and say this shit ain't gonna happen right and if you look on our screen right now this is Rashad being led away by the police because he does believe in the philosophy of shut them down right a lot Mm. of us listen to PE but how many people practice what Rashad practices which is the religion of shut it down if it ain't doing it you know what's supposed to be doing so anyways Rashad I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but I appreciated it. I, I, I remember
4: that. I, I remember that. Um, you know, I don't want to say, I, you know, I do want to say something like Derek Johnson, who's the president. I don't know if he's still the president or not. I don't follow he is, him. He is. Is he still the president? Yep, he he's is. A real buster back then.
2: <laughs> I, <fired. laughs>
4: I mean, serious buster. <laughs> I, I remember being out in the audience. And, and the reason why I was upset was that Randy Weingarten was just saying a bunch of BS, but but you had these these sheep just out there just clapping. That's, that's, our, yeah, sister. that's, our, sister. Sister. that's our sister. Yeah, that's <laughs> the baby. Like, go on sister.
3: Go on, girl.
4: And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. So that that was, <laughs> if it was something that was real crazy. But I mean before I get out of here, I just want to shout out the uh Minnesota parent union team, right? They they work hard and make it easy for me to come on here do these shows for us to get the bread, the resources that we need. Sharif, I was going to say at the top of the show and then it slipped my mind because I was sipping here, but shout out on that 3 million. That's that major. It. Keep up that work. But shout out to the Minnesota Parent Union team, our parent members, our delegates. We got a lot popping up here. You know what I mean? So I hope y'all stay tuned to what's going on in Minnesota. And also, you know, there, there's a lot of plans in the works. I ain't going to say too much right now, but, you know, we, we got education gaps and children off the grid as miss Gwen would say all over the country. So we got a lot of work to do. Uh, Reef, I hope to see you here more in Minneapolis after this COVID stuff is over. Yes, sir. The rest of you black hands and black mans appreciate y'all. All right. And you
2: know what? Uh, I live here Sharif sneaks in every now and then so we gotta get we gotta get Cole and Ancrum a gig of some sort here too and then we got the whole team we'll, we'll take the whole state of this and, and, and
4: I like when, when y'all was here in Minnesota when y'all did the show here mm-hmm. I don't know what episode that was but people, people like that you know what I mean so you know
2: they I'm down coming back I'm a drive
3: we're we, we not, we not skipping last thoughts are we
2: no, no, we're about okay. to do the round out. That, 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 uh, we'll start with you, Dr. Cole. Oh, since, that's uh, I just wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I just yeah, wasn't sure. Yeah.
3: I, we, we sound like we was about to close it out. That's all. Yeah, all we I are. Got
2: some heat ready, you
3: know? <laughs> no, 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 man, It's the same. I, thank you so much for joining us on your birthday, brother. Uh I, I just I, I listen, man, I, we all got to be the reckoning of this system. And if you are a rich black dude out there, listening or a black lady out there, listening, or you really care about folks and you got that bread, help us have our own private schools, man. Help us have our stuff. Where we ain't got to even deal with the system at all. Uh, two, man, um, you know, I'm I'm about to build out these new hoodies. I just I usually design them. and I was trying to get somebody else to, but I might just go ahead and do it. But let that love stuff go. It, look, it, people talking about love languages. Look. Agency is my love language. Self-determination is my love language. So those are coming, man, because I think we have to just keep reminding ourselves that we are enough and that we worthy and that we deserve better. And that's it, man. And I just want to just keep saying, yo, keep being a reckoning, because if it's just one person or if it's just one person in your hood, they're going to get rid of that person. They're going to get us up out of here at some point. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be perfect to be an advocate for our people. I just want to say that again. They got so many of us afraid because you most, a lot of people I know that's really in these streets doing work. They've had to do things throughout their life. You know what I'm saying? And some of those things they might be ashamed of. And I'm just here to tell you, yo, none of these people get to judge you. None of these people get to have thoughts on who you are. Like if you grew up in this poverty stuff and you survived and you here, like, and I'm talking about, I'm thinking about the families that I talked to. I talked to over like maybe 200 families this week. Uh, I, I got 80 of them from the Memphis lift and just talking to them people. Like if you survive with them people survived, I don't give a damn what you've been through up until this point. You know what I'm saying? You deserve to be there and your voice deserves to be heard. Um, like, like they said, though, man, don't depend on these people to love you. Make them do what they need to do. And if you don't punch them in their mouth, man. Punch these people in the fucking mouth, man. These are your kids. The one thing that is in your DNA, it is written in your DNA code to protect your offspring. Punch these people in their motherfucking mouth. And that's it, man. And y'all have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, man. I, can, I, I
2: hate can, these uh, people. I, I hate them, bro. <laughs> oh, Ray Anchor, we gonna get your final word, brother. What's your final <laughs> you know,
0: word? Hey, I, I'll I'll follow up, but my journey is gonna be PG thirteen. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got an got image to uphold here. All right, so um, so we got a lot of folks out here talking about uh, play, right? Uh, play in schools, there's not enough play in schools and people need to be playing more or whatever. But as black folks, we can't buy into that, right? Uh, y'all can play at home. I want my kids to be able to read, right? And so I don't give a shit about no playing. I care about my kids being able to read above grade level, not just on grade level, above grade level, right? Um, some of these kids get taught to play. Uh, they get taught to inquire, But black kids don't get taught that. They get taught to be obedient. And I'm sick of this shit. And we deserve better. And if y'all like us, and y'all think that y'all kids deserve better, keep listening to us because we're going to give you the strategies in order to get better for your kids. Happy birthday, uh, Sugar Shane. Appreciate you
2: coming
0: through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's
1: it's always good to see you, bro. Um, I think we first met in Chicago when when uh, Stewart had yeah. that you know uppity Negro meeting, and uh, you know, were there, wow. and and uh, you know we 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 vibe since then. You know, and that that joint Orlando, I remember I was supposed to be there, but I could have had some obligations at school. And I remember sharing that with uh, with some students Yeah. and I sent you the picture because some of one, you know, one of them was so inspired by like what you were doing and what you stood for after she read this article that she drew, you know, uh, you know, that that picture. That's, uh, you know, and I think I sent you a, a copy of it. Right. Like, you know, and th- that kind of stuff influences students because, th- you know, they see like, oh, people are standing up for us. They're not just taking it on the chin. They're not just begging, oh, do better for my kid. They saw that somebody like you and people like you are standing up, you know, for our children, right? And that is so important, right? Like we can say all we want, but like Alice Walker said, you know, the most important question in the world is why are the children crying? And so if they're crying, if they're not getting their needs, that's their academic, their intellectual, their spiritual, their cultural, their emotional needs met in these systems. That were never designed for them in the first place. Uh, we need more and more uh, folks, you know, <laughs> to punch them in the mouth, shut them down, whatever it is. But like that form of activism can't be weak. It can't we can't be impotent when our kids are are crying. Right. And so, you know, you all you said so much to, you know, this evening from, you know, uh, who got elected to your, uh, <laughs> you know, Minnesota Teachers Union and the type of teacher she was. You see that often. The, you know, I, I remember our student, you know, we have folks who were in the rubber room but came out to protest our charter being renewed, you know, jumping in kids' faces, about about to get smacked down. And who was standing right there with them? Philadelphia, the NAACP, right? Like, and so we we have to recognize and call this out, you know, uh every single time it, you know, it happens. At the end of the day, they'll tell you Black Lives Matter, they'll have the buttons, the pins. Black lives matter, don't matter until black minds matter. And that's the most important thing that's going on right now.
4: That's real. And shout out to your student again, too, Sharif. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, You actually bought it for them, right? Like, so I appreciate
1: that, man. That's love. That's love. My pockets were short at the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, that was that was that was love. That was love.
2: Well, listen, I, I appreciate all of you and what you do. Uh, for our kids, I actually listening to this tonight. My my ideas are shifting a little bit, and I'll think about it more after tonight's show. But I do think our kids deserve to be loved wherever we put them. I think wherever we put them is an extension of our own house, and uh, and hopefully we love them uh, as their caretakers and their sole guardians, who must act ruthlessly on their behalf right like the word guardian is a powerful word right and i think of a parent as a guardian this is god has put somebody in your life to fight ruthlessly for your best regard right so um yes teachers should be teaching our kids to read and to write and to understand science and to understand problems and problem solving and critical thinking. I could keep going down the line and this idea that you know we just need them to teach them to read and write uh um and do math is 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 it's basic. It's like basic. But what we need to do is redefine what we mean by love because teachers get away with saying, I love my students. And, and I need to know about your love and what your love means if, <laughs> if, if- If you have illiterate children who are already racially and economically marginalized in a capitalist society, and they are not gaining the skills and the tools in your room to decode and break down 400 years, four centuries of marginalization. There's a problem with your love. I don't understand. You need to have my type of love because my type of love is the type that's based on the fact that God put me in between the world and my children. So everywhere they go is an extension of my dominion over them. So. I do need your schools to to love my kids as a basic part of what they do and so much more. And here's the thing that I know for sure as a parent, there are people I see names popping up in comments. I, I look at the, y- your faces. There are people in our network where I wouldn't think twice about having my kid taught by you. That's a good feeling to have, to know that they're in the care of somebody that you wouldn't even have to think twice about. But the fact of the matter is, that's a rare feeling when it comes to the schools that are offered to me, right? The choices that we have. It's not that they're full of bad people. It's not that. But it is because I have to stay alert and have to be constantly thinking if they are culturally competent enough, if they are astute enough and if they have studied enough history to know what kind of love my kids need. And that's my final word. So thank all of y'all for for joining us tonight, for watching this support Rashad at Minnesota Parent Union. I think that the, the link went up earlier. Sh- support Sharif L. Mackey's, uh Center for Black Educator Development. Um, sh- support me, Charles and Ray just by sending us cash app money. I mean, just like, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Just like, just straight up, just send us like, like, like wake up in the morning and be like, damn, y'all deserve $10. And, and, and I would appreciate you if you did that. So uh, happy birthday, Rashad. Thank you again for joining us. on happy your, birthday, your birthday, man. Brother. Cheers. You have been listening to the A Black Hands podcast
1: with Ankrum Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8 hands one Thank you for listening.